Cool. So this is round two. Uh, Greg Edwards, uh, let's just describe him as a very, very, very uh, handsome financial planner. Jack Milbury, uh, CPA to yacht brokers everywhere, and Andrew High, maritime attorney. Um, and we are going to jump in. This is a continuation and an update from uh, the webinar we did two weeks ago. A lot's been happening. It seems like every single day there's a new update on things like who's actually or what part of this is getting forgiven. How do SBA loans um, interact with this? If you've already gotten approved for an SBA loan and you got PPP, what happens? Um, and we also have some tips on a few banks that are processing much faster, uh, not only for uh, independent contractors, but also for firms. So um, Andrew just dropped off. We're kind of, this system seems a little glitchy, but we're gonna stick with it. Um, and I will be monitoring as well as uh, the EBA staff, the questions on the right-hand side and uh, I'll be uh, receiving those via text and we will answer them as often as fast as we can. Uh, Greg and Jack, we'll start with you. Um, since we last met, can you guys just give us a brief overview, a brief update on what else you have learned regarding uh, PPP? We'll start with you, Jack. Well, I kind of ran through it, Greg. You want to tell you? Uh, uh, Jack already mentioned his thing. Um, I would tell you if you were, if you, Based on our last conversation, if you had your documents together and you got your application in, I would say you're in the queue, so to speak. And so if you did not get funded, I would expect with this latest $310 billion that was put into the, the piggy bank that uh, I would expect to have some answer from your bank. Um, normally what happens is you'll get an email from your bank and then you'll get a call um, after they've uh, gone through your loan. And it's kind of interesting, they'll ask you all kinds of uh, historical questions about where you used to live, cars you had leases on or you bought, or you know all these questions that you have to then, uh, it's, it's obviously to prevent fraud. But yeah. make sure when you get that call, it may be from a strange number. Answer your phone because if you don't, you're not going to get, you're not going to move to the next step. Then you get the documents. The the, the process moves very quickly once that happens. Um, and I would tell you, typically within 48 hours, the money is funded into your account. Yeah, Chase, okay. keep an eye on your junk mail because like Chase Bank sends you the last four digits of the phone number that'll be calling you, which was a, which was a big help. So some of the bank, but definitely keep an eye on your junk mail. Keep just in case something like that goes to junk mail. So yeah, when you normally would hit the red button when you have an unknown caller coming through or some 800 <laughs> number on your cell phone because you think it's somebody trying to sell you a uh, police benevolence thing from Chicago or whatever, it might be your bank. So it's best just to pick it up no matter what. At this time, yes. Okay. And we were uh, discussing this right before we jumped on. We've learned a little bit more about uh, some aspects of the forgiveness of this. Jack, can you shed some light into that part of it as far as what portion of this will be forgiven and what the definition of forgiven is? Yep. So the first criterion for forgiveness is that you spend at least 75% on payroll or vaca uh, vacation. If you have a 125 qualified plan, that can include medical and retirement funding. Uh, however you apply, some clients then apply, including those things, they just use their payroll. But 
uh, if you get if you received a hundred thousand, you need to make sure you uh, at least hit seventy five thousand. I'd recommend more with uh, payroll. Then you have rent, utilities, or mortgage interest payments if they qualify for the other twenty five percent, which those can't exceed twenty five percent. So if your if your uh, payroll does come in short and they only forgive sixty percent of your loan, you're also going to be limited 60% on the 25% that can be rent or utilities. Um, okay. You know, also the, this loan forgiveness, it's it's based on kind of like what uh, Greg, you could uh, FTEs, full-time equivalents. It's not, they're not going to say how many employees did you have, how many, they're going to base on full-time equivalents. And um, remember the, the, the basis of the, the law with funding was, if you had four full-time employees before this happened, when you got funded, you should have four full-time employees. It does not, from what came out this weekend, all the additional guidance, it does not have to be John Doe. It can be somebody else. They're going to be looking at the full-time equivalents versus exactly who the person is. So uh, that's some of the things came out. Also, if you receive that EIDL 10,000 advance, uh, if you did receive that, that will, that will not be forgiven in the PPP loan. So you're going to pay that 10,000 back if you, uh, if you get the PPP loan and the advance. And that $10,000 $10, is at an extremely low APR and might be worth um, just holding on to anyway, right? Right. You just can't expect that to be uh, forgiven. Uh, Monique asks, this is for you, Jack, what is the amount of hours that equal an FTE today? Is it 30, 32, 40? Good question. Haven't jumped into it, but it's 30 or 32 from my recollection. Okay. Uh, you know, it just came out this weekend. It, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, somebody just asked PPP question. I got in early. So this person applied early for the PPP. They bank with Chase. Um, Chase has told them their application is still in phase one with 100,000 applications ahead of me. Should I be applying somewhere else? Can you apply to multiple institutions at the same time? Yes. So yes, that you can apply to a bunch of different places. Yes. And would imagine if I were in this person's shoes, and I don't want to speak on behalf of you guys, but if I was, I would be very, very and practically going um, to these different banks right now. Um, being a hundred thousand behind at a place like Chase is not a great position. Well, PayPal, remember the place I'd recommend those other QuickBooks, PayPal, Square. Those are the okay, ones so that aren't bogged down. Let's revisit that really quick because that was mentioned sort of in the opening briefly. Um, and for anybody that's just joining us, Jack, there is some uh, chatter out there that those three places that you just mentioned are sort of non-traditional, non-brick-and-mortar banks that are, seem to be processing this stuff really quickly. Um, QuickBooks was one, Square was one, and what was the third? Did you say that was? Uh, PayPal. PayPal, okay. There's um, more, I just don't know. I didn't get the whole list, but uh, there, there's also those type providers, there's others. And Greg, you and I were talking earlier, you know of two community banks here in South Florida particularly that are very, very eager to extend and assist with the PPP thing, but they're more looking for the brokerage firm with a separate escrow policy, less of the 1099 independent contractors, more of the firms, and seem to be fast-tracking those, correct? Yeah, they're a lot easier to deal with. 
Um, they've funded many clients um, recently, and um, uh, but they, but they are going to want uh, in, they're going to want an escrow relationship or some type of banking relationship. It's is what right. they're really looking for, and that's what they're specialized in. I mean, these 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 community banks exist to make money. They're not non for profit. So if somebody's having an issue um, and you are seeking PPP assistance with them. The, the hope here is that you're going to stick with that bank on some level. You're not just going to be calling in a favor, ditching them and going back to Chase, right? Right. So can can you mention those two? Um, and I would just say this, if anybody's interested in reaching out personally, you are a brokerage firm, uh, Greg's going to pass along his email address and he, he can pass along and make an introduction for you. But can you mention who the two banks are? Yeah, one, one is, pro I mentioned it last time, professional bank. Uh, they've funded multiple clients, and another one is American National Bank. Okay. Um, those are two local community banks that I would definitely give a, you know, gold star uh, customer service type relationship with. Um, and if somebody wants to communicate with them, please feel free to either send me an email and I'll connect you. Um, my email, or are you sending this out, Bobby, or or? Yes, you, I'll, uh, I'll actually put it in the comment section here, your email address. And if anybody wants to reach out, they can just do that directly, okay? All right, that's fine, sure. All right, and John Keenan, uh, who's a, a yacht broker, he's an independent contractor with Grande, uh, says, I sent Chase my 2019 S-Corp tax return and my quarterly 941s. They responded I was not qualified because they were, quote, unquote, unable to verify average monthly payroll cost from the information you provided. What does that mean? He needs to upload his 940. Okay. His form 940, that's your annual form you file in January with your W2, W3s. That shows his payroll for the whole year. Take that gross amount off that form, divide it by 12, and that's how they'll get comfortable with the loan amount he's taken. Okay, got it. Um, hopefully that helped, John, 940. Um, Veronica asked, what is the NAICS designated code for yacht brokers? That refers back to that's that's on one of the forms for the PPP. I think she's asking for some specific. Yeah. So it looks like Jack is reaching behind him at some yeah. mysterious book that contains yeah. information. And I'll we'll um, get up in a second. Um, okay, now do we regarding the um, community bank track? Uh, we of course know that some of these banks are interested in maybe partial. So if you're a yacht brokerage company, you have an escrow account, maybe just landing your escrow account there and your operating account with your current bank would still be a valid solution for their community bank, right? Yeah, I would say it's a good start. And do you think what those community banks are gonna require that or is it just an assumed um, an assumption and sort of a good faith agreement that you will? I can't say if they're going to require it or, or not. Um, based on the experience that clients were having at other, other with their current bank, um, and I, I will not mention it today. Um, they, you know, they, they want to. They, they want to. Yeah, they want to establish a relationship. And um, to me, the simplest way in your industry to do that is like a, a deposit account of some sort. That's yeah. what they're looking for. You know, and if you want to bring in your other business accounts, and I know a lot of companies have 
lots of other employees, let's say, and they want to be able to go down to Bank of America and and what have you and, and cash their check, well, a community bank isn't going to be good for that. But the actual banking relationship, loans, uh, you know, um, deposit accounts, that kind of stuff, they're going to want. Yeah. And I mean, there's other nice things that come along with uh, a relationship with a community bank. Um, I can't do it because of the scope of our business being very national. Um, I, I kind of wish I could, but there's some real tangible benefits to that high touch. You get into a bind. There's some weird wire situation or fraud thing. You can call up and easily talk to, to a real person, not to mention that person is likely much more involved in the cool things that make Miami or Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach a, a place, place to live, right? Correct. Um, somebody asked, and Andrew, if, if you could address this, uh, Trish uh, asked, can you apply directly to the SBA or do you have to do it through your bank? So you want to apply for the PPP loan through your bank because those, those loans are, are given by your bank and, and reimbursed by the SBA. If you're applying for the EIDL loan, that goes through the SBA website. Got it. Thank you. Hopefully, Trish, that answered your question. Thank you, Drew. Uh, Christopher Cook asks, so the biggest thing I'm hearing, if you aren't quote unquote injured, don't file. I think that goes back to, and if I'm wrong, Chris, the, the question is, um, we've been hearing more and more of companies that have not been approved uh, because they seemingly aren't uh, in peril and they've got a lot of cash and don't necessarily need it, right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a statement loan, basically. You're making the statement that you're injured. And hi, Chris, he's probably asking the question from right across the street looking at my house right now. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, for the bigger companies, basically what, what I was saying to these guys before we came on is, they found out through kind of data engineering what who applied and who got approved that about they're up to about 200 companies and 800 million dollars in in PPP loans that were applied for companies that are, are much more solvent they're publicly traded and they have other access to cash um, if you're a bigger company and you're showing you know a lot of profit on the books I think it's going to be scrutinized a little bit closer because this is for small businesses but you know. If you're a smaller company, I, I still don't think it's going to be looked at with all that much scrutiny. There's no, there's no way possible. They already funded 1.6 million loans, um, and there's, you know, expected to be at least another of that much applying to this one. So, there's, there's no conceivable way they can, they, we would have the manpower to scrutinize whether, you know, you're financially able to find other means, like a typical EIDL would be, where you have to exhaust all other, you know, resources. Uh, and, and show you can't find funding somewhere else before you can get this. It's, this is not meant to be that. Right. And, but, but the spirit of this loan is very much for companies and for independent contractors that are in a position of, I can't make payroll, I can't pay rent, I need some help, right? right. It's financial insecurity, right? Yep. Uh, Veronica, just a quick heads up, Jack is still looking for the NAICS designated code for yacht brokers. He will get, get that to us uh, soon. Um, Peter, uh, where's my ask? BBT replied to me last week. Unfortunately, based on your request, is it's in the process. We're not able to advise you that uh, Truist will issue you a PPP loan. We understand this is disappointing. If circumstances later change, we will contact you. But even with additional funding, it is possible that some eligible applicants will not get a PPP loan. That is very much correct, right? Just because you're on the waiting list doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to get funded. Correct. Yeah, when when the when the um, 
funding is over, then it's up to Congress to roll out another tranche of money. Yep. Um, any, any luck, Jack? Yeah, it's uh, the number is 488300. 488300. All right, I'm going to type that in here right now. And that is in response to Veronica. And that's a, as much as it was a pain in the ass for Jack to get, it's a good question. And uh, I'm going to put that in there. I think it will help uh, some people out. Let me just uh, copy and paste that there and uh, grab it if you guys would like. I think it's uh, that's helpful. Thank you very, very much, Jack. Um, cool. Is there? Uh, we're going on about 20 minutes here. Uh, actually, I got a few other questions. If I'm a sub S corp with both my wife and I being paid a salary from our commissions, are we eligible? Question. We have some capital in HT company, but obviously this is going to drain our working capital. I'd submitted our salary as an average of last year's salary, um, along with our medical insurance payments. Did I do this correctly? Sounds like if they submitted the 940s along with it, it showed that they had payroll. Um, where people get caught on the S Corp is they didn't do a lot of payroll and they took everything out as a dividend. But if he filed 940s and they actually did W-2 payroll and paid payroll taxes, then they would be eligible for it up to $100,000 per employee. Right. That was, that was one of the other. I'd also just on the medical, Bobby. Just, if they just have their own personal medical, they can't include the medical. It's got to be a group plan. So they, if they just have their own individual plan, they should not include the medical. Um, Paul Flannery just mentioned this too. There is proposed legislation for additional stimulus and transportation and infrastructure. EBA is working for removal of barriers to commerce and importation and charter. Stay tuned to EBA webinars for more info on that. So thank you, Paul. Uh, that's actually really, really exciting stuff. Um, Veronica says that Kevin says that doesn't work. I'm not sure what that means, Veronica, as far as that not working. Uh, maybe you were referencing the medical insurance um, needing to be group and not just a personal. Uh, I think it's the NIA, the NAICS code, Bob. Um, 488300, that was it, right, Jack? Yep, 488300. Yep, that's it. I don't know who Kevin is, but I'm going to take Jack's word over Kevin's. Um, regarding <laughs> that. But you can also reach out to your CPA or um, or Jack separately. Uh, Veronica, yeah, she did say you were right that 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 code doesn't work, but uh, uh, we are gonna. We are, gonna are they on their bank? Uh, they could try four eight three zero zero zero. Four eight three zero zero zero. That's not for brokers. That's for water transportation. But that's the next. That's the two they get confused. So the bank might be using four eight three zero zero zero. Okay, cool. I just texted it in there, and hopefully she will work uh, on that. Um, thanks, Veronica. Check that and uh, get back to us. These are really good specific questions that other people might be unsure of asking, so thank you, Veronica. Um, okay, and the, um, the SBA part of it, um, I know that there's the SBA broader federal loans. Do you guys know of anything that Florida is doing? I know that there was an emergency loan about a month ago. Is that still, or can you still apply for that or is that all gone? The Florida's gone, right, Andrew? Yeah, that, that, I think that 
dried up pretty quickly, didn't it? Within a matter of days. So, and that hasn't been refunded. Uh, I haven't heard of any plans for it to be refunded. So your best bet's the EIDL, um, but I don't think they're really, other than the initial emergency payment of $10,000, I don't think they've actually processed the longer term loans yet. I did notice, I, I saw that they said that in the last two weeks, the SBA has processed more loans through this PVP program than they've processed in the last 14 years. Um, so they're, they're obviously over, understaffed and, and going to be behind. Yeah. Um, that is actually pretty remarkable when you think about that number of loans and that. I mean, there's there's going to be some criticism pointed in that direction for things not going smoothly, but the fact that they released that much money through banking channels that quickly is absolutely amazing. Um, Jim Webster says, I'm a sole proprietor, no employees um, file Schedule C. I do not have a payroll 941 form. What do I do? Greg? I mean, I'm assuming you paid, if you paid, I'm assuming you made a profit, you paid payroll taxes on your Schedule C. If you did that, you take your net income off the Schedule C and, and you take one twelfth of that and multiply it by 2.5. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm assuming you had to make profits on the Schedule C and then you paid your payroll taxes off of that. Correct. So I, I know there's some yacht brokers that, um, let's call it, or get cute a little bit with that. So let's say they earned $100,000, but they wrote off $60,000 of it through various expenses. Your net is only going to be 40 uh, that you're going to be able to apply that two and a half month at, uh, average for. So it might not be as high as you think, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, that would okay. be correct. Also, if you haven't filed yet in 2019, you can draft it and use that number, but when you know when you go for forgiveness, that's what they're going to use. So be careful. You know, try to work up a good draft. The other thing that uh, sole proprietors that I know that have gotten uh, funded and also not funded have been told because they have a business checking account, which I it's either a business checking or a personal checking. If you have a personal checking account, the major banks are not they're not able to help you. If you have a business checking account, filing is a Schedule C, sole proprietor, you do have a shot at the PPP loan. But those with a personal checking account, they just turn you down. Got it. Uh, another question, um, once submitted, um, I know it was after the first wave of funding and run out. So this person actually applied after the first wave of funding um, ran dry. The question is, should I have received something from my bank indicating that we are in the queue? I think the answer to that question is you should have, but it really depends on the bank that you're with and how well they're communicating, correct? Yes. So if you haven't heard anything, I would encourage you, I think you guys would agree to um, call your bank, be relentless about it and try to get some kind of confirmation. Most of the proactive banks will let you know, but if you haven't, it's it can't hurt just to be on top of those guys as much as you can. Yes. Um, I had somebody else just ask if you guys have heard of any individual yacht brokers that have been approved for PPP. I actually do know of some in our firm that have. Do you guys know of, of others? 
I've heard that I've heard some, you know, but not not a tremendous amount. Of course, we haven't been calling around asking, um, but I have heard some success stories coming out of the brokerage community so far. Gary asked, uh, 1099 brokers filing Schedule C, do we qualify for any of these loans? Answer that question. Uh, as we just discussed, Gary is yes. Um, George and Gary, sorry not to get more specific, but we're going to send out the recording of this and you can uh, you can tap into that uh, at about five, six minutes before this, I believe. Uh, George uh, says, um, have any of the panelists had any experience on LLC member distributions as opposed to payroll? LLC trade as a, treated as a partnership. Yeah, uh, I, I think only, so. Only the guaranteed payments would be allowed to be included because that's the only portion you pay. But if you own the uh, LLC through your own S Corp, you should be on payroll in your S Corp and applying through your S Corp. But if you own it as an individual, you need to look at that K-1. I think it's down in box 10 or 13 on your K-1. Uh, whatever, it'll say guaranteed payments. If there's a number in that guaranteed payments, uh, you have paid payroll taxes on that amount. Trish Cronin asks, is collateral required on the EIDL loans? Yes. It's a regular full-blown loan. Personal guarantees. Right. It, it's, it, and the process with the SBA, by the way, if you think bank's bad, uh, you know, put your seatbelt on because SBA is, is really a, uh, nitpicky process. So prepare yourself emotionally for that process, huh? Uh, Carolyn asks, I thought EIDL was updated to only $1,000 per employee and could be used for something other than payroll in addition to PPP, in parentheses, so forgiven as well as PPP as long as they are used for different things. That is correct, right? That's correct. Um, Carrie says, what does that even mean with applying through PayPal for us? So just to reiterate, PayPal, many people don't know, is actually a bank. It's a banking institution. You can open up uh, banking and checking accounts with PayPal. And uh, Jack had learned that uh, PayPal as a bank, along with Square um, and QuickBooks, was processing those faster. D did I say that okay, Jack? Yep. Okay. Um, Mike Joyce asked, we use Bank United, and they had good follow-through from the beginning of this adventure. Thank you, Mr. Joyce. That's really good to know. Uh, you're the third or fourth person um, that has mentioned Bank United as being a very good, hands-on, proactive bank. So that, that might be up for consideration for anybody that wants to switch from uh, the likes of Wells Fargo or Bank of America. Um, we're wrapping up here. We're at about 30 minutes. Um, I will leave it to you guys for a last comment. If you guys just each want to share a sentence or two. Um, and uh, if there's any questions that pop in while you guys are sort of saying your goodbyes, I'll address those. But I think we've covered some pretty decent ground here. Uh, Greg, we'll start with you. Well, uh, make sure you have your uh, your K1s or your uh, 1120s, your 940s, 941s, all that from your prior year. Um, get an application submitted. Um, that That's your best bet. Thank you, Greg. Jack? Yep, uh, definitely documentation, but at this point, if you haven't applied or you're getting ready to, I already had somebody today, apply everywhere you can. Just throw the darts, go for everybody you can. Whoever gets back to you with that note payable first, only send that note payable through with one bank. But at this hour, 
go for everybody. Everybody we mentioned, just you don't know who might get it through first. Absolutely nothing to lose except for the time that it takes to do it, right? Which is very simple up front, yeah, and the forms. It's a very simple process, just payroll. And Andrew, before we go to you, Rebecca Riley says, I have used American National Bank for several years. They are great. They see your number on caller ID and greet you by your name, and they answer the phone. Awesome service. I work mostly with Anthony Ferrara. That's really, really good. That it does feel good when you call a bank, right? And they say, hi, Mr. Dennison, how are you? Um, the Andrew will finish with you. And just to let you guys know, I just put Greg's email address in the comment section if anybody wants an introduction to one of those two community banks. Um, Greg, do you mind reading it off in the event that uh, this doesn't make the recorded session? I'm not sure how that works with uh, chat. Uh, the the my, my email address? Yep, it's gwe at lawlessedwardswarren.com. It's a long, one of those fancy financial planner domain. So I'll, I'll say it again, gwe at lawlessedwardswarren.com. Did I get that right? Let me just spell it. L-A-W-L-E-S-S-E-D-W-A-R-D-S-W-A-R-R-E-N.com. You guys should have just added the word and associates at the end of that just to make it even more difficult. Um, Drew, do you want to uh, add anything before we say goodbye? Yeah, I would just say, you know, like Jack said, apply everywhere. Like Greg says, make sure you have your documentation in order and be proactive about following up. If you're if you're looking at the application list of documents and you say, well, I'm just going to throw this up against the board and hopefully it works, it's not. Make sure it's complete and follow up with your bank um, to the extent that you can, especially if you're local, because they are getting, like you said, millions of applications. Um, they don't have the capacity to deal with loans or applications that are incomplete. So make sure you've done it. Don't assume that somebody's going to call you back and tell you, hey, you forgot to do this. Yeah. Um, great advice, you three. I recognize as leaders in the industry, and if anybody does want to use them as a resource, they're great people. Uh, they obviously uh, are a for-profit business, the firms they own. So uh, uh, I would encourage you guys to do business with them. If you don't have somebody you're working with right now, uh, Drew, Jack, and Greg, I just want to also mention uh, in the handout section, if you click on the tab right next to chat and polls, uh, there are four documents there that uh, I believe it was Greg shared last time that are still very valid and really, really good resources. I would encourage you guys to download those um, and take advantage of the expertise and the knowledge collectively the three uh, these three men have provided us. So thank you guys very, very much. Uh, we will say now and possibly in a few weeks if there's another major update we will join you again um, until then good luck everybody and uh, and I hope uh, hope you all sell some boats this week see you Greg bye Jack thanks Drew. Bye. bye guys